and welcome to Mana Class Podcast. My name is Eric Yusko, and today the subject will be the second of the three-part series around judgment, communication, and respect. Episode 9 we recorded was all around judgment and what that meant and went into deep depths around that. Today is going to be the communication piece of it, and then next week is going to be the respect, which will be the final part in this three-part system. And so before we get into it, it's what I really want to cover is, you know, what is communication? If we really boil down to it, we feel we hear this term in society pretty much every single day, but what does it really mean? And so if you go to Webster's and you look at the definition, the best definition that I've been able to find is the process of passing information, but it's not only just that, it's the second piece that really resonates around communication. And that second piece is the understanding from one person to another. And that's really what communication is. And it, re- it really requires sort of two different things. We focus so heavily as a society around the first part of the definition, which is the process of passing information from one person to the other. But the second piece of it is the understanding from one person to another. And that, I think, is where I'll say the biggest benefit in communication really lies. And so if you were to ask yourself, like, what is life like without communication – then very simply just take the inverse. You know, that's that's something that is a powerful tool where it's equally as important to know what something is as it is to know what it is not. And so a lot of times if you struggle with trying to understand what something means to you, you know, who you know, when people ask like who are you and you have a hard time describing it, you can also gain power of what is it that you are not? Because again, it's equally important to know what you are as well as it is important to know what you are not. And so if you think of what communication is not, like what is life like without communication, that means that there's no info being passed, no information transferring from one person to another, as well as no understanding. And so we see this way too many times, whether that's in uh, relationships that people deem as dysfunctional, whether that's in corporations where the team just doesn't work very well, a department doesn't work very well, Uh, as well as maybe friends who kind of lose their way and kind of drift apart. Um, So when there's no understanding, that really means that there's fundamentally no, there's, when that happens, there's anger, frustration, obviously misunderstanding, because if the communication isn't strong, if if you're not understanding from one person to another, then obviously misunderstanding takes place. Like that's just a no brainer. Resentment, a lack of caring, because again, sometimes when you, run up against a challenge over and over again, you just feel defeated and you feel like this isn't worth my time or I'm just not going to get understood anyway. And so you start to, to lose the caring within that relationship. And again, that relationship can be within the framework of a, a company, whether you're a startup or you're an established Fortune 100 company. Same rules applies. Every single piece in every single area of your life communication has a massive piece, which is really why I wanted to spend so much time on it and kind of why I really lumped the judgment, communication, and respect into it. And so in episode nine, when I talked about judgment, that was all around taking that extra moment instead of just prejudging someone at face value, communicating, right? Bringing this episode back into judgment is communicate, right? Seeking that understanding from one person to another so that then you can actually make an accurate judgment of what the situation is, understanding where 
you may want to go in the conversation, understand whether you want to go into business, whether you want to start a relationship. It, it's just, it surrounds us in everyday life. So other areas where I'll say if you don't have that communication, there's a lot of tension and anxiety that builds up. There's a lot of fear, i.e. judgment, uh, a lot of prejudgment that happens when people go through and just don't try to understand one another. And then that's really a, a lot of times where hostility comes in. A lot of times people get very hostile when they feel like their point isn't coming across or when they just don't feel heard. And when that happens, again, communication doesn't exist. That communication link, if you think of links in everything that you do, those chains are broken. And a lot of time when no information is being passed, it can become very boring, loneliness, because that also can mean that if you're feeling like your voice isn't being heard, then you may just start to disengage in all areas of your life. And when you start to do that, all of a sudden that's how walls get built up and those walls then separate us from what it is that we really want to have in our life versus, and people, not even just experiences, but those people, because you start building walls up to say, you know, well, they're not even going to pay attention to me anyway, pre, you know, using that prejudgment. They're not even going to take the time to understand where I'm coming from. So I'm just not even going to venture out of a house. And then that's where a lot of loneliness can set in. Numb, people feeling numb in situations, selfish, a lack of desire, apathy, and, loth and lethargy. Um, the, these are all different areas where, again, if information isn't being passed or the understanding link is broken, then that kind of starts to develop and over time becomes a habit that can be seen throughout a lot of areas of your life. And so... Communication is always one of those things where I really, I'm very passionate about it. And and there's been different stories throughout my life that this has really resonated. And so one of the, the stories that I like to share with people is you don't really have an appreciation for communication until you go to a country where you don't know anybody and you don't even know the language. And so I feel like a lot of times, you know, as Americans, a lot of times we treat you know, foreigners with some hostility because, well, they may not speak the language, they may not this, uh, they don't know the customs and the cultures, but when you flip the script and you put yourself in that situation, you gain a massive perspective and you eat tons of humble pie when you realize how key communication really is. Because the communication, the words that we use to describe every single day in one language, if you don't know the other language to be able to, to communicate, your vocabulary goes from thousands and millions of words that you can use down to just a very few simple terms. And then you have to rely on other forms of communication, whether that's through visual, like drawing pictures, or using hand gestures to try to get your point across, because you you don't have a massive bag to really get your point across. And so there's, there's really two stories. One of them, both of them actually really stemmed from when I took 30 days and backpacked throughout Europe. But, um, you know, the first one is the, the people that I went with, you know, I, I went with two other people on um, that 30-day backpack trip. And what we did is, is one of the girls, she had a foreign exchange program that she was, you know, part of through school. And we actually went to go visit her foreign exchange family in the French Alps. And it was really, really a cool experience because 
it's not even just going to a big city where you have all the transportation, all of the you know the luxuries, whether it's like coffee shops or um, you know food at, at all these different places. And and in bigger cities, a lot of people speak more English just because that's sort of one of the the universal languages is is English. And so when we went to the small town in the French Alps. It was really cool because you really broke down into understanding like communication at its core. And I remember in the morning, so there was, um, you know, there was a mom and dad and there was, you know, a couple kids. And it was really cool because in early in the morning, I would wake up early along with the father. I knew very, very small, like only probably two or three words of French and and it definitely wasn't, it was just like, hello, goodbye, um, you know, pleasantries. Because when we were traveling throughout the 30 days, I would be on our way to whatever country that we were going to. I had the app open of like trying to learn like, hello, how are you? Thank you. Like those were the big key terms that I was trying to learn in each of the languages. So regardless of how fumbled or messed up the situation, I could at least be pleasant, you know, tell people thank you you know, hello, um, I don't understand. Maybe sometimes, like in Spain, it was like como se dice, like how do you say, so that way I could like at least point to something. And um, so early in the morning, the dad would get up and I would get up and we would have coffee together. But he didn't speak any English. I think, again, maybe like two words. And I didn't speak any French. And so in the mornings, it was hours because um, it was probably a couple hours before everybody, the, the rest of the household got up. And so it was just him and I sitting at the kitchen table, not saying any, you know, no words. And it was just that silence. And even, you know, the nonverbal cues was that we at least were still able to, you know, like smile at each other. Those are universal where you can smile and nod. And, and you know, he pointed like coffee. And I said, yes, you know, obviously, um, you know, I want some coffee. But it was really interesting because after the first day, I was curious. And I'm like, okay, well, how, do, you know, how can I start to build this connection? How can I build communication in a situation where I don't know any French? And so I remember in the mornings, you know, sitting down and, and I'd point to like a spoon. You know, I just point. And he, he knew, okay, I'm asking him like, what is it that this is? And he's like, ah, ah, quie. And so I was like, oh, okay, quie is for spoon. And I would just practice, you know, every single utensil, like I would pick it up and, and I would say it and he'd be like, yes, or he would say it again so that I could get it. But it's like when you realize that all that is stripped down to its essence, communication really makes or breaks any of the situations. Because in a time when you don't have, like I said, infinite language where you can sit down and have a conversation and really get to, and, and the judgment kind of goes along with it because you feel a little bit like a fish out of water. So how hard, you know, you can't really judge the situation when you don't know any language to be able to communicate and they don't know any language to communicate. And so you're kind of in the, okay, well, how can we start to bridge that gap? Like, how can we start to, to, com to communicate? How do we build that connection with each other? And the second story comes from when I was over in Italy. And again, same type of thing. I knew some of the, the language, but not a lot. Well, we went to a very um, off-the-path uh, fresh, like a, basically like a little stand-up market where you know, early in the morning there were all these different farmers that had their produce and 
And I remember going in and, and trying to get some vegetables because we were going to have like a little picnic. And so like going up to this Italian guy, same type of thing. He didn't really know any English. I didn't really know any Italian. And so we're, we're conversing on a very limited basis, pointing at things, understand like question, you know, quanto costa, how much, and and just like very little terms. And, and it was both parties. And, and this is why I love the, this story specifically and the other story. But it it showed a time when people around different backgrounds and different, um, you know, different upbringings, different cultural backgrounds, different, like everything was so different, but we worked together to build a connection with one another. And it wasn't like he was really trying to get a sale. It wasn't like I was trying to get produce from him. It was like, we were in that moment. We were trying to build a connection. We we're trying to build communication to understand what the other person needed and how, the other person could kind of help. Like I had money that he wanted and he had produce I wanted. Um, and so it was just, it was working together in that situation to really build what that was. And it's funny because a lot of times in those instances, it kind of forces us to peel back the onion and go like, what is truly important in this moment? In that moment was I wanted to get tomatoes and he wanted to get rid of the tomatoes. And so we worked together, you know, in that common scenario. But when you start to add in all the other language, then it's almost like noise in the situation. And that noise, a lot of times, comes in the words of like assumptions, ego lives here, limiting beliefs, um, the fear of judgment, the fear of vulnerability. Like a lot of those things starts to make so much noise that it prevents us from really making those deep connections with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Because at that point... <clears throat> The assumption was, I don't have any assumptions. <laughs> I don't know really what's going on. My ego was completely put aside. Limiting beliefs was, well, I mean, around the language, I said, we'll be able to communicate one way or the other. But the vulnerability and fear of being vulnerable really, I mean, there wasn't any. It was just, I'm being vulnerable. I'm going all in. I'm going to make try to make this connection. And it's very interesting where a lot of those noises can start to show up in your life. And so, I mean, it can show up in all aspects of your life, home life, whether that's with your spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, even family members, your mother, your your father, uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, sisters, brothers, all those relationships, you know, there can be noise and there can be all those limiting beliefs and assumptions and fear of being judged, fear of vulnerability that prevents you from actually making that deep one-on-one -on -one connection. Uh, business is a big piece because a lot of people feel like they can't show up authentically to work. And when they do that, then they only bring a partial piece of themselves. When you bring a partial piece of themselves, it's easy to think that you understand somebody when you really don't because you're only getting a small piece of the pie of someone's life. So whether that's, you know, again, a startup or whether that's, you know, your Fortune 100 companies, manager, teams, teammates, you know, these are these are all things. And, and when communication isn't put up front as like a cornerstone piece, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of turnover. That means that the team, there's a lot of um, trust issues that exist within the teams. And before you know it, you have corporations that were thriving in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and now all of a sudden are going bankrupt, mainly because communication whether that's the ego, people thinking they know what's best when they may not, um, 
the fear of being vulnerable and, and saying, I don't know what the best option is. Please help. What does everybody think the best option is? Um, limiting beliefs about what we think people can and cannot do. You know, these are all things that kind of haunt us and create that massive noise that deters us from going back to the very fundamental of communication. Again, <clears throat> transferring of knowledge or, or information as well as seeking to understand one another. This can also come up in within yourself. So, so many times people, um, I've talked to many different people, and a lot of times it's they have physical or mental items that comes up within their selves. Like they don't know who they are or they don't know what it is that they're doing or they can't believe that they've gained, you know, 50 pounds. And, there, and there's all these different circumstances where they just feel out of touch, out of communication with their own self. They don't feel like they are who they're supposed to be or they don't feel like they are who they really want to be or they choose to be. And so again, that's just a lack of communication within yourself. And so communication is equally important as it is with outside people as it is within yourself internally. Um, again, many people don't really like that. <laughs> they don't want to hear that because, you know, what, what do you mean talking to myself? You know, people think I'm crazy for talking to myself, but it's not really true. Every day we find new studies and new understandings about how it's exactly those types of things that really make the difference between somebody who is happy within their life and people who are not happy. Um, happiness can be linked a lot to communication. Again, if you imagine for a moment the dream life, you know what's your home life like, your professional life? What is it that you do to make money? What is that relationship within your physical and mental alignment within yourself? And how much happiness? When you envision what those are, like the perfect, you know, the perfect spousal relationship. One where you two can bring anything up, you can talk about anything. Um, if something, even the weirdest, most maybe inappropriate thing that you could think of, you feel safe and open to be able to share it, that's where communication is. And that's again, where a lot of that happiness feels. But if you feel like you can't or you should all over yourself, well, I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't, you know, this, this is a messed up thing to say, so I'm not going to say it, I'm just going to bottle it up inside. Those are the times where, at the end of the day, it leads to unhappiness. Uh, may not be in the micro minute, so that there's an expression of, um, <laughs> if, you, if you drop a frog into a boiling pot of water, he'll immediately jump out. But if you put a frog into a normal pot of water, and slowly increase the temperature over time, he would boil to death. And the same is true. That same analogy is so, so true within our own lives because very few times do we realize like, whoa, this is completely outside the norm. Like this is not me at all or, or this isn't where I want to be. But a lot of times it's the little things. You know, I, I want to share it, but I'm not going to share it this time. That's the beginning of I'm just not going to speak in meetings. And then that turns into, okay, I'm not going to speak in meetings, which then leads to not having that communication within your team, you don't feel valued or judged or understood, and you end up walking away from the team, or the team walks away from you. And all of that could have been just a simple conversation away. But we put so much emphasis on like communication as a weakness when it's the complete opposite. The more communication that you have around something, the better that it's going to be. And that, and that communication is that both parties feel like they can actually share and be open and discuss whatever it is that's bothering them. Because, and that again goes to that judgment and the respect piece. That's why I lumped them all together. Because 
what we deem is important to us may not be important to somebody else. But being able to air whatever it is that's coming up for you to that other person allows you the openness and the availability so that you will listen to be able to allow them to bring up something that you may not care about. And so it's not just all about you. Because you, again, if you go back to the definition of communication, if you by yourself didn't communicate but communicated only within yourself, you wouldn't have any of the transferring of knowledge or information to anybody else from the outside world, and it just becomes lonely over the time. Because you can be very happy within yourself, but if you never really get the chance to feel open and talk to somebody else, life's just going to become very lonely and closed off. That closed off is then going to lead to some other vice. That could be an addiction. That could be um, in healthy actions. Like the, it, it leads to a lot of different ugliness. Where at the end of the day, you know, whether you go to the hierarchy of needs and say that you know belongingness is a big piece in our society and who we are as individuals, that human side. That's what a lot of people are just looking for. And so that goes through the respect piece, so I'll stop on that because more, <laughs> more on that later within the respect piece of that podcast. But going back to, again, imagining that the dream life is going to have communication first and foremost. And it's not just going to be communication of I want my side of the story completely aired, but I really don't care about what you have to say. Like, no, 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 that's, that's not – that's half communication. That's a half-baked communication. Um, and so – that's that's really what this podcast is trying to get across is that it's it's not only equally important for you to get your message across, but it's equally important for somebody to feel like they can get their point across to you and that you understand it. So you may be saying like, that's great, Eric, that you've got sort of like why the communication is, is important and how uh, life without it can be cold, miserable, stressful. You know, and that can lead, again, there's been studies that link stress to sickness. <clears throat> a lot of sicknesses can be linked back to times of stress and anxiety and um, times when you, when you are in stress, you, you release, your body releases um, hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And that's great for maybe a short-term burst, but over a long sustained period can cause increased aging, um, your immune system to tank so that you, then your body isn't able to actually fight to keep you healthy. So that's what's on the line. If you were to lay, to leave it on the line, it's to communicate versus to not communicate. It's all those stress, anxiety, lack of immune system, that immune system leads to health issues and, and fragmented relationships, both in the physical health as well as the mental health. And so the difference in the how, so then it's like, okay, well, how do I communicate more? Because there's there's tons of books that say like, you know, how to communicate, and and it's all forced of, um, well, you know, you, you need to say this or you should say this, and it, and it shoulds it, it basically throws different shoulds and different um, directives onto you. The biggest thing to take away from all this is that everybody communicates differently. That gets back into whether you want to call it Myers-Briggs or how you show up energetically. Like there's a million different ways of how people communicate equally that I was able to communicate with somebody around the world with just two, three words of a common language and hand gestures versus here in the States, I, I walk up to somebody and I can talk, you know, I have the whole vocabulary to be able to use at my disposal. 
so I can get that point across and to, and to listen with intent instead of listening to just respond. And so, you know, there's there's different readings, there's different practices on raising awareness around like how you're showing up in each of the conversations. A lot of times coaching and mentoring is one of the biggest places to help become aware and implement the different strategies because a lot of times if you don't if you don't take the moment to think about like how you show up in communication chances are you're just like that frog that's in the water that's increasing a degree a minute you're just not realizing that that your surroundings is changing without you being aware of it and so sooner or later all of a sudden you're going to be like boy it's really hot in here or boy I don't have you know I don't know why nobody listens to me I don't know why people I can't get my point across I don't understand why my voice isn't heard I don't understand why you know I I can't I feel like I'm alone right all those things if you go back early in the podcast of like all the attributes and like what life is like without communication if that's you this is your wake-up call like this is the okay that's great that I feel that way take a minute to to thank yourself for that but then move forward into okay, maybe I do need some help. Maybe I don't think that I've got my life licked as well as I would have liked. And so that's where, you know, coaching or mentoring can really become a big avenue for somebody to just see, you know, an unbiased eye on how you're showing up communication wise. Another way is is to talk about it. If you know, if, if, if there's a relationship at work, let's, you know, let's have an actual conversation about communication. And that could be with your boss, it could be with a coworker, it could be with your wife, it could be with your husband, it could be with a close friend, it could be with family members, right? If you if you feel like there's a lot of assumptions, a lot of ego, a lot of whatever else that's going on, just have that simple conversation. And if that's not, you know, if that's not comfortable and that's not um, doesn't feel like something that you can go do, you know, there's there's millions of different ways that you can go on it. I mean, one of the best I got a couple actual um, tips in here, but like one of them is, is to take a quick pause. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being fully listening, fully engaged, and having total empathy. And one is like you're just multitasking, you're sending a tweet while on Instagram, while lis- listening and kind of nodding, while drinking a cup of tea, you know, having all that stuff go on, you're pretty much just disengaged. You're giving them like just very small fragments of time that you're actually listening. Where do you show up? Where do you show up in that moment versus where would you like to be? Maybe you would like to be at a 10, but in reality, you notice that you've got your phone and you're having conversation online and in person, and you may find that you're really at a five. You go, ah, you know, okay, I guess maybe a five is, that's where I'm at, but I would really like to be at a 10. Okay, I'm going to at least acknowledge that and work on just being fully focused, fully intent, you know, whatever that conversation may be. Um, and honestly, if you feel like your point's not getting across, there's, I I really love this technique because this shows humbleness and it helps to strip away the ego so that if you're in a conversation and you feel like you two, like you and the other person are just talking at each other and you're not really making progress, a lot of people would just be like, fine, you're not going to get it. And they just like storm off and walk away. That's not really doing anything. Like all you're doing is you're just taking, you're you're pulling the ripcord into the relationship or into the communication, into the conversation, and that's it. You can try to visit it later, but if you're not really, if you had intent in some piece of that conversation, some either trying to, you know, gain insight to make a different decision or helping for them to be able to support you, like whatever it is, 
or like gratitude, like if you're trying to express gratitude, you know, whatever that conversation is, and you just pull the, you know, find whatever and pull the ripcord and walk away, that's not helping any situation. And that's not really helping you get to where you want to be. All it, again, is going to go do is build up the stress and the anxiety, and that's going to long-term give you results that you're really not pleased with or happy about. And so I really like this technique. In the, in the conversation, you can use it at any point, but just say, I'm sorry. I don't think that I'm understanding you and what it is that you really want as an outcome in this conversation. Please tell me what it is that you're seeking from this. And just just asking that. They may or may not even know themselves, but asking that question is going to give them a second to say, you know what? Actually, this is really just me venting, and there really is no point, so just thank you for listening. Or... Uh, no, actually, this is what I'm trying to get to. And it'll also open up the door for you to actually have them here and allow you to say what it is that your outcome, like what outcome you're searching for in this conversation. So if it's, hey, what is it that you're searching for in this conversation? What is it that you're looking to get out of? Is it me to understand where you're coming from so that I can be there supportive for you? Or is it do you need me to Go talk to somebody else. Like, what is it that you're really needing from me in this conversation? How can I best support you, basically? And don't be a jerk about it. I mean, there, you, I, I say this, and I can envision scenarios where someone's like, you know, what, the, what the heck do you even, what, are, what are you even jabbing about? Like, what are, you spent 15 minutes talking. Like, what are you talking about? Don't. That's not obviously going to help because all it's going to do is piss off the other person, and then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're again yelling at each other. But if you truly come from a, a humble and an authentic place, many times people are going to be glad to, to open up and to say, like, this is really what I'm trying to get across. I may not have done it, or you may be able to say, hey, actually, I thought you were totally wanting me to do this, completely separate over here. Like, that's what I thought you were trying to get out of this conversation. So thank you for clarifying. Absolutely. I can, I can take care of that in a second. You know, go get the milk from the grocery store or... Um, you know, it would be really nice if you, I'm really trying to get from you that you'll be there for so-and-so's wedding. Yeah, absolutely. If that's what you're really wanting me, I just, just, I'm okay with that. We'll, we'll do our best and we'll, be, and we'll be up there. And that's, and that's as simple as that. And so, um, I don't know, hopefully this was helpful. I know at least within the different times that I've had communication and thought purposely about communication, has been the times when I've been able to make the biggest difference. And it's not just talking to talk, it's talking with the intent and the purpose because at the end of the day, to make that communication chain strong. And that communication, again, the definition of the process of passing information as well as understanding from one person to another. So it's not just talking to talk at somebody, it's the talking within the, the feedback loop of listening to understand. Okay, that didn't, you don't understand what I'm talking about there? Okay, no problem. That was probably a bad example. Here's really what I'm trying to get across. Here's a different analogy that I can use to maybe explain this point. Um, and it's in, in those times it really makes the biggest difference. And so I think that's probably the most important thing to take away from all of this is working on the communication instead of just communicating. Thinking, taking a second to think about how the communication is coming across. Am I being, am I cutting people off in the conversation? Am I listening with intent or am I just listening to respond? Am I trying to jam my, you know, this gets into the respect, am I trying to jam my thoughts, feelings, and emotions down your throat 
or am I creating this and say, here's where I stand. You may stand completely different, and I totally respect that. Totally fine. Um, so yes, so part two, this is the communication piece. I know that we've got um, part three coming within the next week. I may release a little early, a little late, depending on how things go. But this is, to me, I think this is the important essentials of communication, of just overall society, different interactions that I think can help people make the biggest difference. And if you can just create a better, you know, if you can take conversations from, you know, communicating from a six to a seven or a seven to an eight and just help make those communication, every interaction that you have with everybody better by just one point, then overall together, people are going to be better understood. They're going to be happier because they're getting their points across. And at the end of the day, it's going to lead to much more fulfillment and less stress and anxiety. And at the end of the day, that's really what everybody wants is less stress and less anxiety in their life, more time and more happiness. So with that, I'll close. Um, I've been spent sending tweets out on social media. So if you haven't yet followed me, follow me at, at Eric Yusko. That's the same for Twitter as well as for Instagram. And then um, I do have a Facebook page, at Man of Class Brothers, so that you can follow on there as well. Um, and until next time, have a great rest of your day. And if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to email me, eric.yusko, Y-U-S-K-O, at manofclass.com. So until next time, have a great rest of your day. Savor the life.